Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in and listening to this episode of E-Ticket to Broadway. I want you to think about your favorite scent at a Disney park. Are you thinking about it? Okay, good. Now on the count of three, close your eyes, if you can safely, and breathe it in. Ready? One, two, three. Mmm, Pirates of the Caribbean water. Show off your e-ticket pride by getting your very own merch from our official shop. Lots of fun designs all ready for you to enjoy and bring the magic home. Visit www.eticketpodcast.com to shop today. This episode's guest is one of my dear friends. You may have seen her on the national tour of Something Rotten where she starred as Portia on NBC's Sound of Music Live, the national tour of Little Women, or on MTV's Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods. Get ready to skip down Main Street with Autumn Hurlbert. Well, this is such a treat. I get to talk to one of my best friends about Disneyland. Autumn, are you prepared for what a fun time we're about to have? I'm always prepared for Disneyland. Okay, so I think it is important for the listeners to learn about our first friend date. So we're going to go back in time to 2010. You and I saw a movie together. We'd only met the year before doing a concert. But let's – because I think this is crucial for what we're about to get into, to know how our friendship really started, which – what movie were we seeing in the theaters, Autumn? Toy Story 3, to be specific. That's right. It was Toy Story 3. We were – we didn't know each other that well. No, we, Just, it was like a budding friendship. Yeah, we were Let's like go on a date. <laughs> yeah, they're like most people go for drinks or like a walk in Central yeah. Park. We're like more. We can go see Toy Story three, and there was a moment, and this is important for the story to know that it was Toy Story three, but in three D. So we in were 3D. wearing three D. So <laughs> I wore glasses, so I had three D glasses over it. Over but, your glasses. But there was a moment where in the movie, the toys are experiencing some pretty high drama. High dress, yes. Specifically on a ramp heading into an incinerator. And I was thinking, as I'm crying, do not let Autumn see you. So I take my hooded sweatshirt and I cover my face. And I take my scarf and I had to pull it up to my nose because I'm full on bawling, snotting. And I don't ha- – we didn't have any Kleenex or anything. Nothing. I drenched my scarf. And then <laughs> and then it, as I looked over and I was like, oh my gosh, we're the same thing. I think we both started laughing and we're like, okay, Yes, we laughed out loud. Yeah. We were probably the only adults in the theater that were crying hysterically and then laughing at the saddest part. Just 3D glasses, <laughs> fabric covering our our faces. Oh, like a vault. Uh, I mean, did we even know that each other loved Disney Disney as much as we love Disney as that, at that I point? I don't – I mean, I'm assuming anytime someone meets me, it comes up pretty quickly in conversation. <laughs> but I don't think we had really gotten into it at that no. point. 
Because I'd I mean, only met you the year before, briefly. Yeah. I mean, the floodgates were opened after that. It was fair game. That's right. That's right. So we know we love Disney together. You shared with me so many delicious photos of you at Disneyland as a kid. <laughs> yes. Do you remember any specific moments of your earliest trips to the parks? Oh my gosh, so many. I think one of my most memorable trips was um, I was a little bit a little bit older. Um, I'm terrible with remembering ages and stuff, but I was probably around nine or ten. And it was one of the anniversaries. And so Disney was like decked out. Um, and I remember, you know, I had a little allowance and we, it was a big trip. My uncle was getting married and he lived in California and we were doing everything like Universal, SeaWorld, Disneyland, and all of the kids, all, my, my brother and my cousins, we all had money to spend. And I was the only one who saved every single penny. <laughs> for Disneyland. I was like, I don't need that SeaWorld stuff. I don't need that. I need Disney. And I remember that all day long, I didn't spend anything until right before the light parade. And my parents were like, Autumn, if you want something, you have to get it now. And I made my mom go in every shop and I had to really weigh my options. And I was like, do I want jewelry? It'll last a long time. Or do I want a lovey? Because then I can love it. Or do I want a, a you know, some other memento? And I ended up getting a sweatshirt that I wore. It looked like moths had attacked it by the time we were done with it. Cause I wore it so many times. It had holes in the armpits, it, you know, the, the wrist, elastic and worn out. It was trashed because I wore it. So, I we, we lived in Arizona and I brought up, I bought a sweatshirt. I wore out a sweatshirt in Arizona. What was on the sweatshirt? Do it you remember? It was Eeyore, which is funny. It was Eeyore, which is super funny because Piglet is my favorite. Well, but yes. purple is my favorite color. And I don't know, at that time of light, I don't know, nine years old, like Prepubescent. I just had a thing for those like sad little emo eyes. It was just so cute. <laughs> I know. Eeyore is delightful. Oh, so cute. Is the best. But um, you were you were very what's the, the what's the right word? Animated in those photos? Full yes. expression. Oh, full. Did you remember loving Disneyland more than the average kid? Absolutely. Absolutely. And even, I mean, my whole family loves Disneyland. Like even my grandparents, they they didn't go till much, much later and much less often than my family did. But I grew up on Disney movies and Disney music. My grandpa loved musicals and loved music. And we would listen to records of like cast recordings. Um, and I remember listening to the cast recording of Cinderella. And he got the record of the music from Snow White and we would listen to that. And so, I mean, it was, I was just sort of, I don't know, inundated with it from a very young age without it being like, we're, a, you know, it, it wasn't like we're, we're a Disney family. I think my family just loves the magic and that was just part of our lives. And so by the time I got to Disneyland, it was, I think it Oh, wow. I think I might have peaked the first time I went to Disneyland <laughs> in respect to getting somewhere and the 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 actual place met my expectations, you know, and it has every single time. I have never – I've been to Disneyland I don't even know how many times now and every time I go, it's never boring. It's never disappointing. It's never – there's always something new. 
um, I don't know. I just – and I, I – I just love it so much. I love it so much. I'm like a kid. I'm like a kid. Every time I go, I just love it so much. I could cry just talking about it right now. Do it. Cry for the listeners. <laughs> Give them the emotion and minute for. I mean, you don't have to tell me how much. I mean, like, this is right? why I think we've bonded so quickly, yes. whether it's watching Toy Story 3 or just talking about it. But, you know, I always wonder because even though I'm from the, you know, I'm from Michigan, we would go to Disneyland as a kid. We never went to Disney World because because of where our family was. Yeah. And I always think like, what if you and I were at the park at the same time? It's possible. I'm sure we were. Yeah. Also, I think about my husband, Tim. We had to have been at the park at the same time at some right. point because he was born and raised near in uh, um, your Belinda, which is next door to Anaheim. So his family, they had, I know, your Belinda, um, but his his entire family they had season passes for as long as he could remember like when he his junior and senior year of school they would ditch school in the afternoon and go to disneyland i remember when you started dating tim one of the first things you told me or maybe you were already married but you shared that he had gone to club 33 or he told Uh, me that and i just remember thinking like okay that is so rude but i'm glad right you're with someone who appreciates it and i still have never been We'll we'll, we'll make that happen someday. Someday my club will come. That was beautiful. I do. (laughs) I think before you go into Club 33 or maybe the same trip, it's you and I have to go together. That's never happened. No, I don't need to go with Tim. I need to go with you. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a mess. I can't wait. Tim and I have had our other Disneyland experiences. We need to go. Autumn, you shared that you grew up loving the Disney movies and listening to those records. Did you have a favorite Disney movie as a kid? Oh, I mean, Lion King was like uh, we. I remember watch going to the theater with my friends to watch it, and then waiting, like checking at Blockbuster Video or wherever we bought, you know, the vault, the the copy of it, like waiting. We wanted to be there the first day to get it so that we all had it. Um, I don't know. I was obsessed. And, you know, we sang the songs in choir. Um, but then, like, it's so typical. But I, The Little Mermaid, I wore out two, two tapes of The Little Mermaid. It was just my little comfort thing. I, I remember in college, I would put it on while I was studying, <laughs> like a little on my tiny, teeny, tiny dorm TV with the VCR, I would just put Little Mermaid on. <laughs> yeah, that's studying. normal. Yeah, that's right. Totally Everybody normal. does that. It didn't annoy my roommates at all. At all, I was the cool one. <laughs> yeah. <duh. laughs> what about? I mean, besides probably part of your world and and the other wonderful music from Lion King and Little Mermaid, were there other like classic Disney songs you loved to sing? Um, yeah, I mean, I was obsessed with Snow White, so Someday My Prince Will Come was always in my ear. And that's actually how I tried to teach myself. I always, uh, when I was a young singer, I just was like loud and proud, bright, straight tone. And I tried to teach myself vibrato by listening to that. And I remember I used to shake my whole body to make it like hers. Um, but I was obsessed with, um, oh, I was also obsessed, obsessed with Sleeping Beauty and not Aurora. I was like, yeah, she's fine. She's fine. But I loved Maleficent. Oh my 
oh, I wanted to be her. And I always felt that she was just so misunderstood. You know, I think, oh. I think it was like, you know, yeah. she is. Um, but I think it was like the little, fem- the tiny budding feminist in me that was like, she just, she has to survive in this world where beauty is the only thing that matters. And, you know, she's so powerful and no one respects her power because Aurora was just born with blonde hair and blue eyes. Like what gives? Um, and I loved, oh my gosh, I love the little fairies. Oh my gosh, Sword in the Stone. See, I'm not talking about music. Now I'm just talking about No, you're, you're good. You're good. There's Sword a great photo of you with Merlin. <laughs> Merlin, oh my him. gosh. I was so serious. It's the only, it is literally, except for the, there's another picture of me like buying a frozen banana, which is my favorite. No, frozen lemonade. Frozen lemonade. Um, those are like the only two pictures of me being remotely serious. And it was because I had such respect for Merlin. And my parents said he was like so jolly. And I had so many questions for him, <laughs> like really yes. serious questions. And I was like, is there a trick for the sword by the carousel? Because I'm going home with that today. And I know you know how. Yeah. What? How can you train me in the next four minutes? <laughs> that sword has come up on this podcast often. You know, Alicia Umfris actually got to pull the sword out of the stone <gasps> when she went as a kid. But in 1998, my sisters and I went to the parks for like three days because my dad was going to a rabbinic conference in Anaheim. Oh, of course, so, we got to, of course. so we got to go for like three days. And Gilana, my sister, kept wanting to be chosen because she had a crush on Merlin. Oh, so yeah. we watched that ceremony like four or five times over three days. Memorized. Yeah. And, and she and was never chosen. Out. It never worked That's out. Cruel. It is cruel. So every time I go to the park, I still go to that sword in the stone. I always try my luck, but I still haven't been able to pull that sword out of the stone. Well, you know what? We're going to go to Club 33, and then we're going to waltz on in there. We're just going to walk right up that stone. We're going to, like, push some kids away. Yeah. I'm going to, like, lift up some little dude. I'm going to be like, no, no. I'm a middle-aged woman, and I'm getting this. Autumn, speaking of Disney songs, you and I always chuckle about this. In January of 2013, you and Eric Morris sang Love is an Open Door at the Living for Today concert, benefiting Gilana's Fund. And one of the videos has over 159,000 views. That's crazy. Because people thought that you and Eric were the voices of Frozen. Yes. Because Frozen had just come out the month before, and I and Adina actually sang at that concert as well. That's right. And I think people thought that you were Kristen Bell. Oh, in my dreams. Oh. But we found the music randomly somewhere. I think yeah. it's possible that you and Eric were the first people to sing that song I in a concert setting. 99% positive we were. And it you was two so great. fun. Oh my gosh. It's such a good song. It's such it's a, a great, great song. That whole, I mean, aside from that being like magic crack music for kids, <laughs> that whole, <laughs> for like, let it go. Um, it's just such. I mean, make those musical theater composers write all the scores always. I mean, Alan Menken, like, you know, I, it's it's magic. That music is magic. And that song is so funny and it's so earnest and it's so simple. It's just, oh, my gosh. That was one of my most favorite um, LFT experiences. Well, it was a, you both did very, very well. But I just remember, you know, 
because I saw Frozen a little bit before it was released. And, mm-hmm. and so I remember loving that song. And once we were kind of yeah. putting the show together, I was like, oh, this would be a great song. Oh, let's do it. You know, yes, totally. And we added our we added our own little spin to it. We had some fun. We had some fun. <laughs> yes, we did. So, Autumn, let's talk about Piglet. You love him. I love Piglet. Have my you mom, always been a yeah? Yes. So my my mom w- always loved Pooh. In fact, that's like one of her nicknames is is Pooh. Her name is Paula. Um, and so uh, you know, I remember my dad would get her like little. Winnie the Pooh gifts, like just little trinkets or, you know, a little print of something. Um, And so, uh, you know, I grew up with all of the original books and I just have always loved Piglet. And I think it's, um, it's funny because it's not like, it's not like I saw, I saw myself in Piglet and that it was like the smallest one and, you know, a little optimist. Um, But I don't know. It was, um, I just always loved – I just love Piglet. I just love how – I love his – I love his answers to everything, you know? Like, <laughs> Pooh always seemed like kind of a – I would be so exasperated with Pooh. <laughs> like, get it together, dude. Come on. But Pooh, but Piglet is always so patient and always is like, you know, <laughs> Pooh can ask the dumbest question and Piglet treats it as like, the greatest philosophical question in the world. And I have the simplest, most beautiful answer. And then just walking down that little path to the sunset together. I just, it's so, it was like, it was my first um, infatuation with romantic relationship. <laughs> it's Pooh and Piglet, I think. Oh, do you, so that's do you relate? Well, <laughs> do you relate to Piglet anyway? I mean, sort of. I I'm not the, you know, I mean... I'm a natural skeptic. I I ask a lot of questions. I love to play devil's advocate. I I mean, but I think part of that, I'm not like, like Tim is a skeptic. He is like science or nothing. You know, he is, he's always a little bit wary of things. And mine doesn't, I don't think I, mine, my skepticism comes from a place of being wary. I think it, um, you know, I think it comes from a more like inquisitive curious place um in that I just think I'm very empathetic I'm just like well I I I you know I get that you were wronged but I also get why the other person wronged you because it's there's no black and white everything is nebulous you know um and so I I kind of love that Piglet is curious but also has (laughs) well I want to say Piglet always has the non-answer because it's not like a, it's not like a, here's the, you know, here's the answer to the equation. It was like, well, here's the beautiful, one beautiful explanation of that problem. It could be this, you know, it was always more of a suggestion than an answer. And I think, I, I think I kind of saw what I want, who I want to be in Piglet. I think Piglet is who I want to be as an old lady. You know, when I don't have any more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any more fucks to give. And I, I just feel like this happy old. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like a- if, if Piglet is who you're going to become, is there a Winnie the Pooh character you are now? Tigger. Just yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I'm much more an Eeyore or a Pooh, but yeah, you're definitely a Tigger. 
Yeah, you're like – because you're not you're not like a sad sap like Eeyore. You know what I mean? You, you're you definitely – you have way more optimism um, than Eeyore, you know? But Yeah, he and I do have a lot of similarities though. Yeah. But – but I, I, yeah, I, I sometimes do. I don't know, actually. I'm not sure. I feel like I'm much more of a Christopher Robin. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say you're the Christopher Robin. You're the director. You're like the yeah, leader yeah, right. of the gang. Yeah. Yes, you're the innovator. You're the, you know. Yeah. I did have Eeyore on my bar mitzvah cake, though. You did. I oh did my because gosh. my my Torah portion was about a donkey, and <laughs> and so there it was. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Wait, did you also have Dopey? Have I you did always not. loved Dopey? I've always loved Dopey. Me What's too. funny is this is coming up a lot. When I ask someone their favorite Disney character, I just expect someone to be able to answer. Like when I asked you, I think via text a few weeks ago, I was like, who's your favorite character? Yeah. And you were like, Piglet. I was like, great. When I asked someone, they're like, oh, I haven't really thought about that. I was like, I don't understand. Why have you not thought How? about that? How? But then there's, of course, true Disney fans often will say like, well, let's get specific. Do you mean like classic Disney, Renaissance Disney, characters oh, in the park? It's like, okay. Yes. But there's a photo of, you know, many photos of me as a kid loving Dopey. Like Dopey I mean, nightshirts and Dopey in the parks. I know. Oh, I wanted a Dopey nightshirt so bad. Oh my gosh. And I never got one. I think – well, it always came – I don't know. I just loved the – I love the little earrings and the – I always loved the figurines though at – and the stuffed animals. I was a sucker for the stuffed animals. Like in one of those pictures, I have – now I can't remember the name, but from Captain EO, the little alien with the long tail. It was this little fuzzy alien. Both my brother and I got one and I still have mine. It's got to be worth some money. There was at the – like the Disney stores as a kid that used to be like super awesome. They've, they've kind of changed. Oh my you gosh, You could buy yeah, all these glass figurines. And yes. I bought like Snow White each dwarf and I brought Snow White to my kindergarten class and it broke <gasps> and I was devastated. And my kindergarten teacher said, well, that's what you get for bringing it to school. And I was like, that is not okay, Mrs. Walsh. No. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Different times. Autumn, what was it like the first time you took Lincoln, your son, to a Disney park? Well, that's a hilarious question because <laughs> the first time we took him, he slept most of the time because he was barely a year old. <laughs> well, we, did he get to meet Mickey though? No, like we really, we kept it so, no, because we knew he wouldn't, I don't know, at that point too, I think it would have freaked him out. I think it would have, you know, I think like a huge Mickey coming at him, he would be like, what is happening? I need a bottle. Um no, he – I mean, it's funny. He was a tough baby. He was, you know, he he was just sort of um, – I don't know. He was like always on the move and he's kind of a grumpy baby until he was a little over a year. But walking into Disneyland, we, it was um, Tim and I and Tim's grandma. Um, and we walked in and he was so chill the entire day. He was just so – not even wrapped, just like sort of like, yeah – this place is cool. I like it here. And took a two and a half hour nap. We put him in his stroller and Grandma Great, Tim's grandma, sat with him by um, Tomorrowland. And Tim and I got to go ride all these rides. And school was still in session, so it was empty. We got to like do – we did we packed so much in that two and a half hours. And we were like teenagers just running around grabbing frozen bananas on the way. And 
um, Dole Whip, of course. Um, but um, the the first real time, actually, I think that made an impression on him was for my birthday when I was on tour with Something Rotten. We were in Cincinnati, and our next stop was uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So we flew out the night after our Sunday matinee and flew right to Orlando, and we stayed in the property. Um, Oh, we stayed in – where did we stay? Like the Hollywood portion of it? I don't know. I don't remember. Was it Emily Ashford can help. Yes, she can. Yes, she can. I'm actually next time I go, I'm gonna can I'm gonna hire her as a consult as a as a tour guide. But we just got tickets for Tim's sister was on tour with us to help with Lincoln, and so we just got tickets for Magic Kingdom for the two of them. And then Tim and I got park passes, um, park hopper passes. And did the same thing when he was like ready to nap. Tim and I went to Epcot. We went to Animal Kingdom. We did everything. Um, but Lincoln was almost three then, and that was full magic. Like it took us so long to get anywhere because, you know, in between every <laughs> land and attraction, there's someone singing or, you know, painting or throwing scarves or whatever. And he, oh my gosh, he danced his way through Disneyland. He literally just like, but bounced his way through Disneyland. And we have this great picture of him on the carousel, just like little Mickey ears on, hands up, just full joy. And both Tim and I cried because we were like, we have a Disney kid. I know. I feel like I remember you sending me photos of him at the parks. Yes, I did. And me you were getting like emotional too. Yes, you were the first person I sent pictures to, besides the well, grandparents. Yeah, grandparents got pictures, obviously. But. I have yet to take my nephews there, but but oh. I, I, it's going to be in, intense. It's, no, it's going to be amazing. I mean, they do all the meltdowns and everything. It's a little, you know, it's a lot for yeah. the little ones. But, um, you know, you got to build their stamina. Because also by the time he got – you know, really old enough to appreciate and actually remember it, you know, was when he was four and he got to do the Jedi training. Oh my gosh. He, I mean, he still talks about it. He like can't remember what he had for breakfast, but he's like, do you remember when I battled (laughs) Darth Maul? (laughs) And we have, we have this picture of him, of them doing the promenade after their show, like to go, um, you know, and it's Ray and all the stormtroopers and stuff. He's full on like just watching everybody, and then um, Darth Vader walks by, and he's like, "Hi, hi, hi!" I was like, "Are you like, okay? You're a villain, kid. All right, <laughs> let's do it." If you were to get a job at Disneyland, what job would you want? Ah. Uh... That's such a hard question. I would do anything. Oh, man. I mean, I'm a performer. I would love to be. So you would like to perform? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you prefer like a parade to a a stage show? Oh, yeah, actually. I would love to do it. Oh, my gosh. I would love. I mean, I I just, the light parade will forever live as one of my most magical memories. Ever. It's just the perfect ending to the perfect day. Um, so to like get a spot, you know, I would be Tinkerbell. I would like, I know they don't do that anymore, but I would you'd like- be friends. You'd be friends with Tinkerbell? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Would you ever want to be friends with the Tinkerbell that flies over the castle? Yeah. 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 I want to be friends with all of them. I want, I mean, I'll, I'll be friends with any and all. <laughs> Follow up. What job do you think Portia would want? Oh, Portia would want to be something informative. She'd want to be a tour guide or she'd want to be, um, you know, I actually think Portia would love being something like one of the Jedi trainers, you know, like not the Jedi trainer, but the, the, um, the people who get the kids ready to go, you know, and they have their little chant on their way to the Jedi training. Um, but she'd definitely want to be, or I see Portia, um, <laughs> I could also see her being one of the caricature painter painters, you know, she'd be terrible at it because she'd be adding things and <laughs> like writing poetry all over it and having, you know, hours long conversations <laughs> with the subjects. So she'd be so terrible, but oh my gosh, I just, I also see her just being hired to flit around Disneyland because her unbridled joy as a person would be so explosive at Disneyland. She would just be flinging that blonde wig. She might challenge one of the other princesses. <laughs> She'd be like, who's tangled now? Get me, get me around this park. <laughs> oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, this Autumn, it's time for everyone's favorite Fast Pass answers. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question. Okay. You're going to be great. I promise. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Autumn Herbert, what is your favorite Disney movie? Sleeping Beauty. Name any song from The Little Mermaid. Well, part of your world. <laughs> favorite Disney villain? Maleficent. Name any Disney princess. Um, well, Belle. Name any Disney dog. Pluto. Name a ride in Fantasyland. Uh, uh wait, Star Wars? Oh, bad, bad. <laughs> bad. That, that last one was bad. Bad. You, well? you, you know it's like timed I'm, and you're like trying to clarify. Because I'm t- I have ADHD. I'm terrible with anything timed. My brain You did just very well. Like... We, you did great. Sleeping Beauty. We got Part of Your World. We hey, got there we go. Maleficent and Belle. You got an abysmally wrong answer for fantasy. <laughs> yes, that was Mark Twain. Mark Twain. <laughs> yeah. Peter Pan's Flight, Snow White's Scary I Adventures. No, it was bad. It was with terrible. teacups, small world. It's okay. Everything else was really great. Pluto, way to go for like the OG. Right? Yeah, but Pluto, the OG. Well done. Pluto, come on. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. It's trivia time. One of the photos you shared with me is Little Autumn riding the Autopia at Disneyland, which was the attraction Uh that I was assigned to as a cast member when I worked there for the 50th anniversary. One of the original opening day attractions that is still running. For a number of years, there were many different Autopia attractions active simultaneously. The Junior Autopia, the Midget Autopia, the Fantasyland Autopia, and the original Tomorrowland Autopia. 
But for a brief moment in Disneyland history, in 1991, the Autopia had a makeover for a promotional event and had an overlay honoring which early 90s Disney Channel cartoons? Oh, 91. Oh my gosh. I did not know this. I don't but know. We have to think back to like early '90s Disney cartoon, yeah. Disney Channel cartoons. Do you remember any of those? Vaguely, I want to say Animaniacs, but that's not even close. That's not even Disney. <laughs> yeah. That's not even Disney. It's like see the little. Mouse you're, you're, honestly, Animaniacs um, is a little after this time. It is actually. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're right. So um, I'm gonna give. You, I'm not gonna tell you the right answer, but I'm gonna tell you like in that okay. world where like Tailspin. Or Darkwing oh, Duck, yeah, yeah, or yeah. the Gummy Bears. So the answer oh. is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, of course! Oh my gosh! I know. Yes, of so if you had gone to the Autopia in 1991, you could have gone on the Rescue Rangers Raceway. It oh only lasted God. a year. Once the promotion ended, they were like, "Okay, we're done." And but done. that existed. That existed. Oh my gosh! How cute! I love Chippendale. Come on! How did I not think of that? Because it's very random. But I hope we all learned something. Autumn, one of the many things I love about you is your ability to find the positives in any situation. And you quite famously did this on an episode of Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods, when you decided to spin things around and turn a potentially damaging game into a source of joy and inspiration. So for this game, Keep It Positive, I'm going to give you 10 prompts and it'll be your job to tell me as many positive things about it. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Okay, Keep It Positive number one. Getting stuck on It's a Small World for 40 minutes. I mean, you'll never forget those lyrics. And for me, someone who forgets lyrics all the time, that's a dream come true. Also, it's so layered. There's so many things to look at. And you could concentrate on one little figure and just look at its little happy face and memorize its little pattern. And then, I mean, you're going to learn something about whatever country you're stuck in. So you get a little geography lesson. You can look stuff up. Maybe, you know, in these days you have Google. You can be like, okay, I'm in Siberia. Let's start researching. I mean, come on. It smells good in there, you know, and also like you're not on your feet or in the sun. So take the time to cool off. That is correct. Well done. You <laughs> did you. turn that around. That was very, I was like, I want to get stuck on Small World again. Right? Have you I've ever been stuck, been stuck in Small World? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It happens. In fact, we were stuck with um, Lincoln on Small World and it was, uh, he took a big old nap. He oh, was great. like, he loved it. The boat was rocking and- it yeah. was joyous. Just enough time to put glue on his feet. Pretty much. Put him on the ride. <laughs> put him right there. Okay, keep it positive number two. You arrive at Disneyland and realize you forgot to pack sunscreen. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, there's so many options. First of all, buy the goofiest, most wonderful Disney hat you can find because you'll have it forever. Um, so that's solution number one. Solution number two is I'm sure they sell sunscreen for a nominal fee, (laughs) but you know what? Fork it up because your skin matters and you don't want to look, you know, 90 at 40. So, um, and also there's so many shady spots to explore and maybe it'll show you a whole new side of Disneyland because you won't be on the main streets. You'll be taking little, you know, little tucked away corners. Go see the Tiki Tiki room. Come on. 
around sitting there for a little while, get on that jungle cruise. That Most of that line is covered anyway. Ride that a couple times until you know it's past two and then go for it. Go back out there. That is right. Correct. Well done. <laughs> okay. Keep it right. positive number three. This one's actually a character. So I just, I'm oh. going to need you to tell me why this person is so wonderful. I think you'll do well on this one. So keep it positive number three. Maleficent. Maleficent is wonderful. She is a strong, powerful woman who knows what she wants and isn't afraid to get it and isn't going to let anyone stop her. No man, no inexperienced woman trying to usurp her position without paying her dues. Come on. Um, You know, she's innovative. You know, she's like, uh, she fully transforms and for someone who is focused on beauty, she transforms herself into one of the ugliest, scariest hags you've ever seen and fully embraces the character. I love someone who, you know, really gives into a gag and she, man, she does it. She is amazing. That's correct. Quite, that's so interesting that you said that because both Snow White's queen and Maleficent both transform themselves and they're both so beautiful beforehand yeah. like the queen from right? snow white is obsessed with being the fairest in the land that's true and yet she transforms herself into i the character is actually called like the hag the hag right oh wait so maleficent she's a dragon right yeah but, but still same too. idea yeah you're very wise i am okay keep it positive number four showing up to redeem your fast pass for space mountain and not being able to find them well, first, try to charm your way in there. Just charm, charm, charm. And if it doesn't work, then go ride something else. It's really – it's Disneyland. You can't lose with anything. And Splash Mountain, go during the fireworks if you've been there before. You'll get to ride twice. That's correct. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Number you. Five. <laughs> Number five. This is another character, Jafar. Okay. Ooh, Jafar. Listen, Jafar is another man who knows what he wants and is not going to let anything stop him. And, you know, he uh, he knows that his one major asset is his ego and he just – he leans into that. And um, he – gosh, even I hate Jafar. This is really hard. <laughs> I always think it would be funny if you were like, I have nothing positive to say about Jafar. Next. I have nothing. You know, Jafar, he, he loves animals. He does love he... animals also transforms himself into a hag. That's right. Remember that old prisoner? Yes. Yes. This the craggly really, old. Yeah. yeah. You've oh, uncovered oh. something in this game. I have. I'm so wise. You're so wise. I am. Number six for Keep It Positive. Keep it positive. Running to hug Mickey and tripping on one of those curbs on Main Street. Oh my gosh. Best case scenario. Then any and all characters that are around Mickey all rush to you. You get all the attention. You could probably like get Mickey to sit down with you. He's going to try to make you laugh because you tripped. Oh, best case scenario. That's like, that's gold. Gold. That is correct. Thank you. Good. You're really doing well in this, this game. I'm really You're good at really this. Really good at this. Okay, number seven for Keep It Positive. You're watching Fantasmic, and right when Mickey is supposed to make his first entrance, he doesn't appear, and the show abruptly stops. More time for ice cream. Get yourself to yes. Main Street. Go get that ice cream. Go now. 
That's right. It's always <laughs> when you have more time for ice cream, it's always the right answer. This always. has actually happened. There was one time I was watching Phantasmic, and sure enough, light cue go. No Mickey, oh the show God. stop. It sounded like when like a machine is turned off and everything just boom. Malfunction. Then you get to start the show again. That was like for me, I was like, oh, I get to see it start again. And then of course when Mickey did appear, it was thunderous applause. See, I would go get ice cream and then come back in time for Mickey. That's right. That's right. I got okay. it all in. Okay, this one I'm really gonna need your help with. Number okay. eight, going on Splash Mountain and getting absolutely soaked. Oh, the best. It's the why are you going on Splash Mountain if you're not expecting to get soaked? Because Come on. you can you can get a little like just a little wet. Haha, this is fun. Or you can be like the last time I went on it drenched. and like drenched. Drenched. No, getting soaked on Splash Mountain means that you have carte blanche to find the hottest, sunniest space in Disneyland and just lay out. Because especially if you're in Disneyland in California, honestly, half hour, you're going to be dry. Florida, different story, but hopefully you packed some, we were wearing Crocs and you packed some extra stuff. <laughs> I think I think that's the first time Crocs has been mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> I don't even own Crocs. But <laughs> it is true on Splash in California, when you leave, the area is pretty open without a lot of shade. Yeah. That's probably intentional. It's true. Yeah. Well, and also uh, we did get stuck, not, we didn't get splashed in um, in Disney World, you don't get splashed like you used to. The 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 log is wider, so it's not that deluge of water. But oh, the ride stopped, and we were bumper to bumper, and we got stopped right where the you get sprayed with water from the mountain. And Tim and Lincoln and I were like basically all sitting on Tim, trying to like avoid the spray of water. We were getting drenched. Luckily, it was first thing during the day, so we had all day to dry. Okay. Number nine, this is another character, the queen from Snow White. <gasps> the queen from Snow White. Okay. She's she's like very similar to my girl Maleficent. She knows what she wants. She'll transform to get it. She, you know, it, it's so, I feel for these queens because they just, they just want to hold on. They like have so much life to live. And this new kid on the block is like, I'm coming to change everything. And they feel like they have untapped potential yet to serve, you know, their purpose. And they're just, um, you know, I, I think they're motivated. They're ambitious, strong women. And, you know, with a little healthy coaching, I think they could be fabulous people. <laughs> That's correct. And <laughs> final one for keep it positive. And I okay. think everyone listening really needs their help on this one. Okay. Having to leave the park at the end of the day. Oh, it is, it does make your little heart heavy. It can make you very sad, but the best part about leaving the park is that you get to go back. And Disneyland is so magic. It's fairy dust stays on you for so long. You ride that high for longer than you could possibly expect. I mean, the last time that I was at Disney was last February. And if I close my eyes and I sit in the right spot in the sun, it feels like I, I'm i just there. And you have your little mementos and you have your belly full of ice cream. And honestly, it's just so magical. It really does stay with you. And the anticipation of going your next time is enough to get you through some of the darkest times, I think. That's I'm right. correct. No, I know. You're correct. <laughs> 
It's very nice. I always do get sad at the end of the day, but it is oh, nice to know. Oh, me too. And I try to pack it in. I'm just trying to do all the things. Well, Autumn, thank you so much for playing Keep It Positive. We love your optimistic attitude and ability to look at you know dark situations and spin it around. So thank you so much oh, for playing. Thanks for letting me do it. Now let's hear from some of you, huh? Autumn, we put on Instagram and your fans have some wonderful Disney questions for you. Here we go. Shannon asks, which is your favorite Disney movie to watch when you need cheering up? Ooh, when I need cheering up? Well, now that they're all available, that's a hard question because there's so many that cheer me up. But um, Lilo and Stitch always, it, gosh, never fails to make me laugh and cheer me up. I just love it because it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Tom asks, what is your Disney dream role? Oh, my Disney dream role. Um, my Disney dream role, you know, it it used to be Anna in Frozen, but um I I actually think I would love to try Elsa. I would love that. Well, follow up, Broadway Media asks, if you could play any Disney princess, who would you choose? Oh technically Elsa's a queen, but Elsa's a queen. But I mean, I would choose the non princess. Belle is my girl, has always been yeah. my girl. I love it. I mean Belle marries into her royalty. She does. But yeah. So she but yeah, she, she does becomes so. a princess, but she's not like a, she becomes you know. That was when I worked at the parks. They when it like when uh, I did guest control for the parades and they would give us some fun trivia to play with guests as they waited. Mm-hmm. And one was, Can you name the naturally born Disney princesses? Oh. And it was always fun because people would kind of always forget Princess Tiger Lily. Oh yeah. Um but they'd always be like Belle. It's like she wasn't Belle. born that way. Mm-mm. You know? Ken asks, How do you prep for the parks? Oh. Um, okay. Prepping for the parks is so amazing now because my husband does it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at packing the backpack, you know, with all the sunscreen, all the snacks, all the, you know, like extra clothes for the kid, you know, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, my, my husband does my, okay. So I will say this really quickly. So one of the last times we went was to ride the new, he, Tim really, really wanted to go so that we could ride the new star Wars ride. And he did, months of preparation he watched so many videos and like read blogs about how to sign in so we got there the earliest we have ever gotten to disney world i was miserable i was like really really we're gonna get there at seven okay okay but we did it we rode the little ferry as soon as we got into the park everybody's going to get online for the slinky um roller coaster and we went to like this random corner where there's nothing literally nothing open nothing there's nothing so that we could get really good internet and we were like group number 14 or something for the new ride Did, and, was, and you got to go on got to go on and it was one of the best Ugh. one of the best experiences ever ever i can't wait oh i can't my, wait it's unbelievable harper wants to know which is your favorite park Meaning like Disneyland, Disneyland. California Adventure. Disneyland. Disneyland. It's my it's my, Are you a land girl? I am. You're a land girl. I am a land girl. I'm a land boy. I, it's my trident like it's my first introduction. It holds all of my foremost you know, my first memories. And there's just I know it so well. I don't I will never need a map. I I know it like the back of my hand. I yeah, Disneyland. 
It's where the real magic is. It's the original magic. Anna asks, if you could have a conversation with any Disney character, who would you choose? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Merlin. Okay. I would ask Merlin all the things. I would be like, (laughs) let's sit down with some tea. You know everything. Tell me about the entire world. You were like, I know we started this conversation when I was a kid, but let's continue. (laughs) I know that we started this 100 years ago, but- Hey, you got time. You're a wizard. Yeah. what I thought you might have answered Piglet, but I Merlin's also did. great. I almost answered Piglet, but I feel like Pooh has asked all the Piglet questions. I don't know what more I could ask him. But Merlin, I got to really pick his brain. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. It's time for Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options. Let me know which one you prefer. So the first one, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, the Disneyland Railroad or the monorail? The railroad. Yes, that is correct. Thank you. Thank you. No offense. The monorail is also awesome. And I I think at Walt Disney World, the monorail is – say it again. It's awesome when you're 60. You need to get from point A to point B. (laughs) I think at Walt Disney World, the monorail is incredibly useful and wonderful. Mm Mm-hmm. But in Disneyland, yeah. I think the monorail is yeah. – you're like, okay. It's cool. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain? Space Mountain. Have you been able to go on some of the overlays? I have. Like Ghost Galaxy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. I love it all. I mean, there's something about the, you know, Space Mountain old school, you know, rickety adventure that I love, <laughs> you know, and you like kind of, you always feel like your hands are going to get cut off. Um, but I love it all. I love it all. Bring it. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, early mornings at the park or late nights? Late nights. Late nights. Really? Ooh. There's something Ooh. about that rope drop that's so exciting. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you love <laughs> owls. I do love owls. We haven't even talked about I know. that. Our comedians. There's so many great owls. Our yes. Comedians. Oh, and also from oh, Winnie the Pooh, there's so many wonderful owls oh, in the Disney catalog. The best. Late nights. I mean, there's something definitely fun about the fireworks, the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh my gosh, the lights. It's all about the twinkle lights. Everything sparkles and it's just, you know, and it's 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 almost like it's sleepy magic. I don't know what it is about yeah. that. It's, no, I hear you. It's, it's fulfillment. You've been so fulfilled through the whole day. And it's like it's like a good Thanksgiving dinner. You're like, oh, I couldn't possibly stuff another piece of anything into my stomach. Oh, but I can have dessert. I'm ready for dessert. And that's what it is. It's an Elbert family tradition that we always get the Gibson Grill ice cream yeah. at the end of the night. <laughs> that's cute. I love that. Final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, a dream is a wish your heart makes or when you wish upon a star? Oh, a dream is a wish your heart makes. Both great songs. Oh, they're both so great. And actually, I love space so much, like when you wish upon a star. So, And and it's sort of, oh, maybe I have to change my – I don't know how to choose between that, actually. I mean, they're, they're sort of totally different messages. One is like self-fulfillment and one is, you know, reaching beyond your – beyond self – to, you know, make your dreams. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, being a Disney Parks podcast, When You Wish Upon a Star is a little more tied to. Yeah. You know, it's what you hear under the castle. But I don't I don't know. I'm with you. I, I couldn't choose. Actually, you know what? I think I might actually choose A Dream is a Wish. Yeah. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you wish upon a star. That's right. 
You can have both. You can have it all. It's Disneyland world. Disney everything. Autumn, what's the first thing you want to do the next time you go to the parks? Oh, oh, oh my gosh. There's so many things. Okay. Um, Dole Whip has to be the first thing, actually. Sustenance. Sugary sustenance. And then game plan from there because really just being there, just being there, just walking in and being there is going to be enough. I could actually just walk in and sit in the middle of Main Street until someone, you know, tries to sweep me up. I, and I would be content. I would join you there. Oh. Yeah. So you would go in, you'd take a sharp left into Adventureland. Yep, sharp get your, left. Get, go your, to the... get your Dole Whip. Yep. And then I would probably get like, I mean, I, I love breakfast food. So maybe I'd try and get some breakfast at Plaza oh, in yeah. and bring it. And we can just sit together in front of the castle on one of those benches yes. crying like we did when we saw Toy Story right. 3. Crying into our scarves, just crying tears into our Dole Whip. Just runny Dole Whip. Oh, that castle! Just the oh, I I just felt warm inside just thinking about the castle. That there's nothing like that little skyline, you know. Oh, it's perfect. I love it. Well, Autumn, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your love of Disneyland, The Lion King, Little Mermaid, Piglet, and Maleficent, and for keeping it positive. I'm so glad you joined me on E Ticket to Broadway. Me too. This was so fun. I got to talk about Disney. Come on, David. It's great. Well, Autumn, thanks again, and we'll see you at the parks. See you. Yes. That was a fun interview. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.